Hey, y'all. Good morning. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Good morning. Oh, let me do this. Join us. Do me a favor. Uh, <laughs> share the devotional. Hey. Woo. Uh, thank you. Um, y'all, good morning. Welcome. Welcome to. Oh, it's my email. Give me alerts. Um, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm going to give y'all something funny in just a second. This is... I'm a, How y'all doing this one? I got another loop. I, I want the men folks to be bored, but I got another new lipstick. <laughs> this one is called Energizer. I am super excited. Y'all, I told y'all I got it. It's called Energizer. <laughs> That's what it's called. Energizer. <laughs> Good morning. Come on, y'all. I was trying to brush my teeth and get ready and get my lipstick on before I put anything else on. That's how excited I was about this new lipstick. I was like, ooh, Energizer. Ooh, come on, y'all. Good morning. It's called Energizer. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a whole commercial. Welcome. I text Keidra. I was like, I got another new lipstick. She said, you don't need no more new lipstick. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I'm like, I need a new color today. Oh, my God. Energizer. <laughs> Say it with me this morning. Energizer. Come on. You got to say it. You got to say it like that. Energizer. Come on. Come on. Y'all got to laugh with me. Come on. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Energizer. Come on, y'all. Y'all welcome. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. Good morning. Energizer. See, Angela got it. Energizer. Come on. Good morning. Welcome. Come on, Angela. Energizer. Come on. My goodness. I mean, I'm telling you, a pop of color can just change your entire day. I, mm -mm, you don't need a brand. <laughs> brand. I'll send it to you saying I'll send you the brand Energizer. It's the same brand of the same color that I had on. Y'all do me a favor, share the devotional. Now let me give you something funny to laugh at. Oh my gosh, y'all know how? Yes, my lips, my nails. Come on. Uh, I love Brittany. Now let me give y'all something funny to laugh at this morning. So I had to pick my mother up from the airport last night and uh, we get we get to the house, you know, we get it there. It's late. I'm tired. Uh, we get we get her there. I had had a meeting, like just you know, I'm setting the vibe, right? So I'm real kind of low mellow, get conditioning myself, getting ready for bed. And I get in my mom's house. I get in there. We're checking her house out, making sure she's safe. And then all of a sudden, my mother says, "Oh, they still ain't caught that murderer." <laughs> so I don't watch. I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. So she said, oh, they still ain't caught that murderer. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I done left my car outside running. <laughs> the doors are open. My mother and I live nowhere close to each other. <laughs> I got to drive all the way home. And she goes, oh, it's just so, oh, they haven't caught that, uh, they haven't caught that murderer yet. <laughs> and I paused. And I look and I'm like, 
what murderer, right? Like, what murderer on the loose? And she goes, oh, it's in Virginia. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> the way she said it. So by the time, because I've watched too many law, y'all come on and get in here and share. See, Nikki got it. About that time, I have watched, I watched, I watched too many law. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Brittany. Please do. And so by in Pennsylvania, by that time, I've watched way too many law and order movies. <laughs> like I've just watched too many murder specials, too many another 48 hours, right? So then by the time I get through, I'm like, oh, okay. So now this image is put painted in my head. So y'all, by the time I get out to my car, I'm making sure she's good. I'm like, mom, come lock the door. I'm getting out of the car. I've already been heightened. Woo! Come on, so listen in this. I've already been heightened by what she said to me. Woo! Come on. Like I've already been heightened by what she said to me. That's how I know words are so important, auntie. Plus, y'all was already on the phone looking for your brother. Don't get me started. So I've already been heightened by what she said to me. Yeah, Shanquita, brain racing, moving, elevated, right? Just in this position and place. So then I get in my car. Remember, I left my car running. I get in my car. My mom's in a safe neighborhood, but still moving. I get in my car. And the way when I get in my car, I'm sitting down in my car and I flip all my lights on because now I'm starting to think maybe somebody got in my back. <laughs> brain and mind gone way too far right and i started thinking about the presented images that are given to us Woo! right i started thinking about the presented images that are given to us the stories that are told to us um the things that uh give us perspective Woo! come on We've been talking about walking into new territory. We've been talking about getting into position. We've been talking about going into new places, right? So I started thinking about the presented images of what's given to us. If my mother had never, ever said, come on, y'all. So what you listen to is so important. If my mother had never, ever, ever said what she said, come on, said what she said to me, then I promise, Come on, we still dealing with Tim Tim this morning. I promise if my mother, thank you for that, Eva. If my mother had never said what she said to me, ooh, come on. If I, my, my, my mother had never said what she had said to me, man, I wouldn't have never even thought to get in my car or to be fearful or to be overwhelmed or to be consumed. So you're going to have to mind what you listening to in this season that will heighten your insecurity, that will heighten your anxiety, that will heighten your fear. Words have a way of traveling, come on, Holy Spirit, into our being and presenting to us a reality that may not even be true. I was talking to a friend of mine who was who was going through a divorce, right? She was going through a divorce and, and she's going through a divorce. And I was saying to her, I said, um, I said, why does the outcome or the, the, the way you go through this divorce have to be hard or difficult or whatever else? And she said, 
because that's what I was told. <laughs> she said, and every Lifetime movie backed it up. So I'm expecting because her, her husband is real amicable and trying to work through this. So I'm expecting us to fall out. I'm expecting this to be ugly. I'm expecting this to look a kind of certain way because this is the picture, come on y'all, that has been painted. These are the words that have been told to me. This is the image that I have on the inside of me. And this is what I'm trying to hold on to. Woo! So there's a projected fear. There's a projected image. Then comes a projected, come on y'all. Then comes a projected worry. And then I'm operating in a space where I'm not on solid ground. Woo! When in every season, oh, come on, y'all got to rock with me this morning. When in every season, God told me, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Oh, my God. Even through my divorce? Absolutely. And in every season, come on, that God, God is with me, that he's making me more than a conqueror. Well, why can't I apply, come on, y'all, these things to situations that someone may, may think that are not godly situations, but here God is saying, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So I'm just like this morning, I'm meditating this. I'm like, whatever image is painted on the inside of us through words woo, can really impact how we walk in power in this season. Woo. If you don't understand, we still on 2 Timothy 1 and 7. If you, you don't understand, woo, my God, the power that works in you, you'll never understand your ability to overcome every circumstance, every season, every way. Your God's track record is impeccable. Woo! God's track record is impeccable. I remember when, um, my, and I'm going to be honest with you, I remember when my late husband went to be with the Lord. I had already been in therapy prior to he, his leaving. And the uh, therapist, oh my God, my, the mirrored images, the things we, the therapist had already said to me, my phone is doing something. The therapist had already said to me that, no, 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 the, the therapist had already said to me, do not allow anybody to tell you how this is supposed to go. So what she had said to me, she was like, do not allow anybody. You've already been dealing with this. You're already in such a good space. Ooh, you've already really accepted the inevitable. So when he died, ooh, because there was a painted image in me that was stronger than the words that she had given me, those words had not take, taken residence inside of me yet because there was a painted image on the inside of me and those words hadn't taken residence in the inside of me, my expectation for widowhood began to follow a path. Can I be honest? Because that's where I was in that season. That was addicted to the drama or the presentation that came with my sadness or the, the sympathy or the attention. 
So instead of me showing up bold, I got a friend, I'm going to interview her and her new husband. Her husband died a year later. She was married. I told her she was my hero. She didn't even realize how she was my hero. And the reason that she is my hero is because she didn't let anybody tell her how this was supposed to go. She made a decision, oh my God, to tap into the power and to, y'all, come on, this is a course, this is a journey. She made a decision to tap into the power and to listen and to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord versus allowing her story to follow a path and a journey that people were trying to decide for her. Oh, come on. I'm gonna take this back to Timothy in a second. That I'm gonna take the so she 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 decided. Well, when I was in my season, I was operating in a space of things that had been presented presented and images that had been given to me, saying this is how I'm supposed to function as a widow, or this is how I'm supposed to function, or when we have experienced persecution, right? Because when Paul is talking to Timothy. When Paul is exhorting Timothy, Timothy is feeling uneasy. Come on. Timothy is feeling uneasy. Timothy is feeling weighty. Come on. Oh, my gosh. And Paul doesn't want fear to stifle, to shut down what Timothy is supposed to do next. So Paul is like, let me slide on in here and present Timothy with a a real truth of what's on the inside of him. Let me present Timothy with a real truth on what's on the inside of him. And April, not even allowing others, it really ain't about others. It's about what we believe. Others should not have that much impact on the decision that we make. One of my friends, no, others shouldn't even, it, but because of what's internally inside of us that we may be struggling with, ooh, that may be determining the truth that we follow. Ooh, that may be determined how we respond. That may be determined what, and because I had an unresolved in me about me, let me see it. Because I had an unresolved in me about me. Because I really didn't know who I was. Because I really didn't understand my righteousness. Because I really didn't know how God had designed me and built me. Then I began to flow into a season. Woo! I used to, I'm going to say I was addicted to drama. I began to flow into a season that was really unhealthy for me. Had I really followed what the spirit of the Lord was saying, I would have overcome some things quickly. But even in that juju, God has made all things work together for the good of Lakeisha. So when we find ourselves in this space with Timothy and Paul, the fear that's going on inside of Timothy, woo, my God, I will not be afraid. Can we put this, can we put that in our comments? In this season, I will not be afraid. Woo! Come on. Can we put that in the comments today? In this season, I will not be afraid. 
And if I feel some fear, I'm going to do it afraid. Come on. So here Paul is addressing Timothy's spirit of fear and saying, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't come from your father. Woo! This ain't come, this ain't come from your, this ain't come from your God. Woo! Come on. This ain't come from your father. This ain't come from your God, right? The Greek word fear woo, is not the reverential fear that is associated with the fear of the Lord. This fear makes you coward. This fear makes you timid. Woo! If you go over to Matthew 25, 14, and 30, I don't have time to read it. It'll give you an example of what this fear looks like. Oh, my God. This fear will make you bury the gift. I'm finna run. <laughs> this fear will make you bury the gift. Ooh, come on. This fear will make you bury the gift instead of using the gift because you are afraid of the persecution. You are afraid of what's going on. I remember two years ago, I was still struggling with balancing out what God, how God was pushing me. Because the more time I spend with God, the more you get introduced to the real me. You get introduced. The more time I spend with God, the more I really understand who he is as my father. The more that I understand um, who I am as his daughter. You get introduced to the real me because I'm discovering the real me. Come on, my God. So, so, So the more that I understand who I am and who I'm created by, then there is a strength that comes to me and an unveil unveiling occurs. Oh my God, you can call it a season of becoming. There's a strength that comes to me and an unveiling occurs. Oh my God, with a real LMJ stand up, which allows me to operate in the authenticity of who God called me to be for my assignment. I told y'all about my tattoos and how I would never wear them out, uh, just different things. So a few years ago, I was at church, and as I was laying just kind of prostate before the Lord, I heard the Lord say this exact thing. You know exactly who you are. You know exactly what I called you to do. Now go do it. You know exactly who you are. You know exactly who I called you, what I called you to do. Now go do it. And it just began to resound in the inside of me because I didn't even recognize over the years I had been conformed in, to an image that didn't even belong to me. <laughs> and when you are conformed to an image that doesn't belong to you, you will shape and shift in whatever environment you're in because it produces insecurity inside of you. <laughs> When there is insecurity inside of you, there is instability inside of you. And then the scripture says we are to be rooted and grounded in love. Then you are not rooted and grounded in the love of the father. Because when you recognize and realize God love me, it don't matter how else anybody else show up with me. I was watching something this morning. It was so powerful. And the woman was like, you just kind of let them. And that's where I am. I'm in a season of letting everybody around me be them. <laughs> because they're not the determining factor of who I am. Woo! Or what I'm to receive. 
or what I'm going to accomplish. My love in God is so strong right now and understanding the Father's love for me is so strong right now that is creating an image of me that I, I can't be touched. <laughs> that I can't that I can't be touched. <laughs> and not that nothing can't happen to me, but that I can't be touched in the Father. Back it up in scripture, Psalms 91. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm in the shadow of the Almighty. So here, because I'm fanning the flame on you. I'm telling you my testimony because I'm fanning the flame on you. Because some of you have yet to realize who you are. And something will come in to try to knock you out of position so that you stop to believe. Timothy was in heavy persecution. Woo! And it was church folks too. I'm sorry. I know it's hard for y'all to believe that church people could be persecutors, but it's real. In heavy persecution, in heavy persecution, in heavy first persecution, that the fear, this the fear surrounding him was creating an uh, anxiety and Timothy already had a timid personality. His personality did not negate the call. Ooh. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play game. His personality didn't negate, negate the call. Ooh. His personality didn't negate the call. I was like, I wish I could tell y'all. I wish y'all, Vanessa, don't make me start. Vanessa said it was church folks talking about her lipstick was causing lust. Oh, well. <laughs> well, ooh, ooh, you better. Ooh, what? So, so, so here Paul is reminding. The first thing he does is also he reminds Timothy of, ooh, come on, y'all. I had to back this thing up a little bit. First thing Paul does was he reminds Timothy of his heritage of faith. Woo! Come on. I'm, there, there's, a, there's an extension to you. Woo! There's, a, there's a path of you may not even realize you may be the generational change agent. Let me say that first. But he's reminding him of woo, that his grandmother, right? This is what he tells him. He says, your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice providing an example of devout faithfulness to God, right? Like they taught him the scriptures. Woo, come on. And some of us have had a heritage where we have been shown and taught. So Paul is addressing woo, in this season, you need someone that's going to address your fear and address your doubts not secure your fear and secure your doubts. You need someone who is going to address your fear and address your doubts. Ooh. You need somebody gonna, that's going to say, despite what you're feeling, there is more to you than this. You need somebody who's going to say, hey, despite what you've been through, but despite the persecution, despite who you feel like going to talk about, you need someone who comes in like Paul did to, in Timothy. 
and says, look, I need to address that your fear is trying to keep you from walking into your purpose. I need to address that your your comfort in being my sidekick. Because Timothy was comfortable in being on the side of Paul and not, I need to be, I need to be, I need to address your comfort, even in being my sidekick, that you need to push out into something greater. Come on. So he's sitting here telling him, he says, I need to address the spirit of fear. I, let me show you something. Because you're afraid, don't mean you ain't in faith. I'm finna go home, y'all. Because you're afraid don't mean you ain't in faith. So Paul had to come in and say, Timothy, you're going to have to learn how to do this afraid. His job is not to focus on what Timothy don't have. I, I promise you we do this wrong. I promise you we pick people apart and we start focusing on what they don't have or what they haven't accomplished or what's wrong with them. Here, Paul is like, I'm just trying to tell you that ain't how you built and designed. So instead of talking to Timothy about his wrongs, and I I know that's been presented to you all your life. Can I just encourage you for a moment? That somebody always picked you apart. That somebody always told you what was wrong with you. That somebody harpered in on your faults more than they did your goods. So I'm here, baby, to encourage you, you good. You're the good and perfect gift that has come from above. I'm here to encourage you in spite your areas and places where you lack faith, in spite the areas where you have struggled, in spite the areas where you have had doubt and unbelief, I'm here to affirm what's inside of you is really good. What's inside of you is is really good. There is a courage. There is a faith. There is a mustard-sized seed faith, Sherla. There is something inside of you that just needs to be fanned the flame on because that's all he said he was doing. He was fanning the flame on Timothy. Come on. My God, Tim, don't let this fear get you. Don't let this fear turn into anxiety. Don't let this fear overwhelm you. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from. You can't afford to back down. What you're called to do is greater than what you imagine. So Paul is addressing him and he's trying to restore his courage. There are God-given gifts inside of you that are going to take off, that are going to blossom, that are going to bloom, that are going to move. God came to you today so that you could make some shake. <laughs> this it's time for you to make some shake. Ooh, my God, I got a reel that I'm gonna drop a little bit later. There's this time for you to flourish. Ooh, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It's time for you to flourish. It's time, it's time for you to get out of survival mode. It's not even enough in this season for you to thrive. It's time for you to bloom where you have been planted. Oh, come on. So Paul is saying, Paul is saying to him, this fear inside of you did not come from God. Ooh. 
to reroute yourself, my God, and tap into the power of the one that has created you, not into the power of the words, that's it, the words that have been conditioned inside of you, that you'll never be nothing, that you wouldn't make it, that you can't accomplish this, that you don't have enough inside of you, that you don't have the skill set, that you don't have the capability, that you don't have the connections, not those words that you have ate on for years, not those words that you'll replay. Can I tell y'all something? After I had my second son, <laughs> And I was not married. A strong voice in my ear, whom I love, said, no man will ever have you. So let me say this. When you, you won't even realize those voices are inside of you. So the voice said, the voice said, no man will ever have you. No man is ever going. Basically, what they had said was, you're used up. I'm just going to be real, right? So in my thought process, in my 24-year-old self, uh, my pattern of behavior became in such a space that no man will have me. So then I never cared to be had. I'm going to help somebody today. So the way I conducted myself in relationships was I would sabotage or destroy the relationship before it would ever go, because in my head, the constructed image was no man would never have me because a verse, voice of authority has spoke that over me. So I established this as my truth and reality and my behavior began to follow that which was given to me that I held on to and possessed. Three years later, when my husband and I came into connection, wound up getting married four months later, the, the presence of truth began to supersede. I might free somebody today with my testimony. Began to supersede the image that I had in me that I would never be a wife. Woo! And the love that was poured out on me began to restore me. It was rough at first. I was rough. Began to restore me that I was indeed worth having. Come on, y'all. Come on, life for real. I was indeed worth having. So, but let me tell you my fact, let me tell you something. I had to shake myself because sometimes the residue of that is still with inside of you. So when my late husband went to be with the Lord and I now have five sons, the voice comes back up again. Ain't nobody going to want to deal with you with no five kids. Woo! I had to receive the truth and the love of the father so that I would not go back into destructive behavior, not even knowing the worthiness of who I am, where I am, and what I can have ah, presented on past images. <laughs> so I had to reroute my thought process because fear was trying to create attributes about my personality that would shift me into a position to not receive or act in God's perfect will for me, Ooh, my will. Now the gift of singleness is real. That ain't my gift. 
that ain't where I'm supposed to be. Oh, come on, y'all. So <laughs> fear, <laughs> I'm gifted to, to be a wife. Like that's my, that's a gift, that's something inside of me. That's that's something I'm supposed to be. So fear <laughs> is created to handle at us and keep us from walking in the effectiveness of our gift. <laughs> so Paul comes in and says, Tim, Tim, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you power, he gave you love, and he gave you a sound mind. <laughs> I got to go. I told y'all this week was going to be deep. I, I told y'all this week was going to be, I told y'all this week was going to be deep. God is trying to uproot every little bit of fear inside of you so that you have the courage to continue on in the things that God has called and assigned you to do. Your story ain't my story. My story ain't your story, but <laughs> the ability to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony of who Jesus really is will transform your life, allow you to tap into a power that you ain't never, ever seen before. It's time for you to flourish. It's time for you to get back up. <laughs> It's time for you to get into position. Somebody, some things are waiting on you, but you're going to have to deal with the fears that have talked trash to you over the years and have immobilized you and have conditioned you and will not allow you to move into position. I don't care what nobody tells you. There is a position for you, not for your glory, for the glory of God. <laughs> Come on. There is a position for you, not for your glory. Ain't got nothing to do with you, Teresa. Ain't got nothing to do with you, Angela. Ain't got nothing to do with you, Sean. LaShana, ain't got nothing to do with you, Vanessa. You got nothing to do with your fame and your fortune. It's going to come with it. Has to do with God getting the glory out of your life. He already had wrote your story. There were books already written about you. He had already determined you're going to overcome. He had already determined you're going to conquer this thing. He had already determined there's more. That's it. Father God, help us to deal with the painted images that we have inside of us. The words that we have listened to the word curses that have been spoken over us, the lies that we have believed that have nothing to do with what you have said about us. Help us to uproot that fear. Help us to live inside the fullness of who you called us to be. Some of us have been so weighty for so long. We have not realized there is goodness and greatness inside of us. Help us to see more than we can see in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo!
I feel like fire. <laughs> I ain't know if it was a hot flash or the spirit. I feel like fire. I hope you take this. I hope you chew on this. I hope you eat this. I hope you meditate this. Whatever that fear is, Roxy. Whatever that fear is, Lynette. Whatever that fear is, Natalia. Whatever that fear is, Cherie. That fear didn't come from God. <laughs> he got a power that you need to tap into so that you can move forward. That spirit is not the spirit. Ooh! That spirit is a hindrance. That spirit is a limitation. And I declare today that that is broken off you in Jesus' name. Amen. Two things. The Lord places it on your heart to give. Go over to the website, lmjministries.org. You can give there. Cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Become a part of what we're doing here. You can find out all about us. Second thing, go register for Pillow Talk. You need the strategies and skills that's going to be released in October. And you don't want to wait and be like, oh, I'll get it in October. And then your little spot gone. Going to get registered for Pillow Talk. Uh, gone about 30 days of prayer. I was shifting some out yesterday. Um, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the fresh start. That's the beginning. Jesus is what changed my life. Jesus is what changed my life. Oh my God. Understanding how much God loved me has centered me in such a way to understand what God has for me. If that's you, it's just a statement of faith. Asking Jesus to come into your heart to take away your sin. And then you, God, and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Holy Spirit, do a greater work in us. You are the greatest teacher we have ever had, and we love you so much. Look, tomorrow, 6 a.m., I'm going to be back. Come hang out with me. I'm going to be, God is doing a new thing on this devotional. God is doing a new thing. We are in a new season, and he has the wisdom and the instructions that we need so that this fear that has been holding us back and keeping us in, keeping us in a complacent position leaves out of us and we can go conquer and we can go overcome. Oh God. You ought to be all day. God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. Judah was learning how to drive. That's the first thing that come out of his mouth. God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power of love, sound mind. And I was like, me too, while we driving. <laughs> I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Love, peace, and blessing. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.